Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Garecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Some little, the little reminders of some things that were happening in the world. I was like, 2023 didn't happen yet. And I literally had like a little mind fuck of not knowing at all. <clears throat> I can do because I'm still kind of reeling if it's, if yeah. I look at my calendar and I was like, oh, that only gives me the date. I was like, look at the other calendar. And I was like, Jillian. And I literally just scheduled an email to go out to the counselor and a parent about the new quarter at the community college. And I put in 2024. So then I was all confused. I went back and. Yeah. Current times are 2022. It's going to be 2023. It's reasonable though, because the last few years have basically turned time upside. Like how long ago was that? How many years? What? And Okay. Yes. Here's my question for you though. Do you think that our inability to conceptualize time has more to do with losing almost two years of our lives, like the time sucked to COVID? Or is it because we're over 45? Because I feel like, I don't know, like, is this, when people talk about getting older, is this what they are talking about? I don't know, because I still feel like I'm doing my best at trying to be like 30. Like I'm trying to like adult, like what would a 30 year old that like, I'm an adult. So I don't know what's happening, but what do you think it is? Do you think it's COVID time warp or do you think it's because we're just aging? So I'm going to go out on a pretty vulnerable limb here. I think it has a lot to do with the perimenopausal brain fog that you and I actually Mm. recorded about and talked about. So I had a stellar day, super busy day doing all the things, mom shred, teacher shred. And before I was headed out, I hopped on. I love skinning from my house. It's like one of my favorite things to do. So I got on and I was thinking about us meeting to record. And my don't know what year it is started at like three o'clock this afternoon where I was like, what the fuck was this year like? And I was like, I actually can't remember. Did I... Was last year the year that I like helped my school go through accreditation? Was last year the year of Omnicom? How old am I? I literally told someone, and I have nothing, it's not about age vanity, because I just forgot. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be 42. And Brennan was like, 44. And I was like, (laughs) it has nothing to do with caring about getting older, but it has everything to do. And I'm not a fucking mathematician, but I could do the math of 1979 to now I actually maybe can't because I don't know what year it's going to be. So it's moved. Yeah, you you can't do the math actually because that would require you to know that it's 2022 right now. I know. So I'm missing part of the equation. And so I think that the time lost to that. So I was recently watching um, the second season of The Morning Show, which I don't know if you binged that. Um, I've watched I, have I, I haven't finished it. I haven't finished it. I, I mean – I'm losing my mind over White Lotus right now. Let's be honest. Like, that's what I'm freaking out about right now. But yes, the morning show, yes, have seen it. Continue. So no spoiler alert, but the very end of second season thrusts us into like lockdown and basically March of 
2020. And I was watching it just recently having kind of flashbacks slash like that really happened to us. Right. And so I think to your question of like, is it this or that? I think every person that's experienced what we've all just experienced based on the time you are in your life, the place you are in your life, your experience has been vastly different. And I think that also contributes to sort of the collective chaos that we're all living in because everybody's still reeling from it really differently. So I can have the occasional brain fog and I can have that occasional, like, I don't know what time day year it is. And then I pull up my handy calendar and I share it with the world as I'm doing with you all right now. And then I can like reset myself. But I think for some of like the emotional trauma and some of the just the challenging loss that people have gone through in that of loss of community, loss of loved ones. I think that in and of itself, I think some of our memory stuff is related to trauma. And this is what my self um, assigned Instagram psychologist is teaching me that trauma and memory are very much linked. So there are things that I don't remember that I'm like, is this getting old? Is this COVID actually is this trauma in a way of me repressing but she hasn't, I just DM'd her about it. So I'll, I'll, I'll stay tuned. You keep us posted. Yeah. I feel like, so if I think about the year in review, which just so that everyone knows, I a hundred percent know what year it is. Okay. Let's just be clear. I know this is Jen Gorecki. She knows what year it is. So I was out at the bar. I was at the bar on Friday night and it was sort of like a full said night. There was a big group of us from Reno who haven't seen each other in a really long time. And we've always just like really adored each other. And we ended up at this entrepreneur event together without knowing we were all going to be there. And we we were like, yeah, let's go out afterwards. So that turned into me not getting home till two in the morning. And there was just a whole lot of shenanigans. I, uh, Saturday morning, I woke up and I was still a little bit drunk and I was like, I don't care. I don't care that I have to go work 10 hours today and interface with the public. That was totally worth it. But when I was in the bar on Friday night, in this moment of like having a drink and dancing, I was dancing and like chatting with friends. I thought to myself, like, holy fuck, I miss this. Like I had a long time in life where I guess it wasn't that long. We all had it. It was COVID, right? We're like, I didn't go and do this. And I feel like 2022 for me was definitely that year of emergence where I traveled again, right? Like I had the most amazing ski trips to Steamboat, skiing with friends. I got to go to Bhutan Fest. I was up in Oregon. I was at Hood and Bachelor. I had a huge long trip in Kenya. I had all my, you know, I had my whole cycling group there. I got to bring people to Kenya and I got to go out. Like I went out to dinner. I went out to drinks. I did all these things. So I feel like when I look back on this year, I feel a little bit like, wow, I'm super grateful. I kind of got, I like got my life back. Like I got my mm-hmm. life back in a much better way than I think it was before COVID. Certainly not the same. Like I think my life got a lot better because of that time that I had to be alone and had to deal with really, really hard things. But I was thinking about that on Friday night. Do you think a bit of the time, again, you and I included, because we're kind of chatting and reflecting about this in our year. And I think, you know, the collective included is that time spent really maybe isolated, really insular has us emerging in a different way. Cause I like that you use that word. Cause I think each social interaction I've had and, and some of them are small and then some of them are maybe bigger. Like you're speaking to gathering with friends, letting our hair down, getting kind of loose, staying out late. 
all that good stuff that yes, you can still do in your forties and you're still really good at, and um, <laughs> just a little nicer and maybe your outfits a little bit, you know, less fast fashion and all that good stuff. Drinks are better. But, Drinks are better. Oh, yeah, so much better. So much better taste in that of just the, I, I know for me, I've had the, <laughs> the over acknowledgement of my presence in those spaces. Like I'm so happy to be back. I thought I didn't Mm -hmm. like people. Now I remember I really do like people. And then also not dancing around some of that social anxiety or I don't, I don't think awkwardness is the right word because I think it's just, it's just human nature to be in situations where we're maybe in this growth zone, borderline panic, but then remember that everybody we're kind of all in this together and what, what, how it kind of clears that air or, or brings a sense of ease to just have it acknowledged and then be able to laugh it off and, and move on to the things that we all want to do, which is share in each other's lives, um, share a great trip or an experience, share some inspiration, and then move on to dancing and drinking and, and having a good time. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think things, I feel like in 2022, things kind of chilled the fuck out in terms of, you know, interpersonal relationships really with sort of strangers in the sense that like we weren't wearing masks anymore. So there wasn't that tension of like, you're wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. Although when I get on airplanes still and people aren't wearing masks, I'm like, who do you all like to get sick in general? Like, do you know how disgusting this, all of us, like people, like we're gross. People are gross. There's like kids everywhere. That dude didn't just cover his mouth when he sneezed. That person's like eating food, like gross, gross, like, I was not interested in getting sick at all. Anywho, the tone has like lightened up a lot because there's like one less thing for all of us to argue about, regardless of like what side of the mask wearing thing, you know, like that, that I think has definitely contributed to a lighter feeling this year. It's just not so polarizing anymore. It's not like people wear masks and no one cares. People don't wear masks and no one cares. Like like life feels a little bit lighter. And and also like, you know, I know it doesn't feel lighter for everybody. Like people who, you know, continue to be immune compromised or like have different reasons why, you know, they're really concerned about their their health with with COVID. It's not easy for them, but I'm just sort of reflecting on sort of the general mood of society in the United States is definitely lighter. I mean, even in Kenya, even in Kenya with still having a mask mandate, it was still lighter Mm -hmm. when I was there this summer than it was the year before. Well, and I like that I can wear one. And if I want to, I wear it like we're going um, probably this Thursday, I'm going to go out for the speaker series, it's going to be a huge gathering. And now it's not just COVID, right? It's RSV and it's influenza. And it's just that season. And I'm like, I've actually really appreciated not, not getting sick. sick. And to your point, if people <laughs> totally. like, I just I picture like the droplets, you know, coming out of someone's mouth. I was in the Funatel just recently skiing at Palisades, and I actually, I really wanted this human to pause and say, "Hey, I just, I just have a tickle in my throat. Hey, I just." They were coughing the whole time. The two other of us, we were like, we kind of got up and we were like standing towards the little window that just comes down, you know, at like a 30 degree angle to try and get fresh air. And this, I was like, either this person needs to acknowledge that they just have need a sip of water because they're literally in this small box with us and we've got buffs on and that's fine. But I'm like, I also think we've learned those lessons of it's okay to not show up to a public place when you're coughing, sneezing, or have a fever. Well, when you're sick, other people sick. Yeah. That's, you know, you just bring up a really you, good things that happened in 2022. 
Mm -hmm. Was it 2021? See, I don't know. So the resort in Tahoe got a name change. We now officially have Palisades as the name for the resort, Mm -hmm. otherwise Mm -hmm. known as the S word, which I was on the lift yesterday and there were Mm -hmm. all these people like they kept using the old name and I kept Mm -hmm. like I was on the corner. I was on the edge of the lift and I like kept trying to figure out a way to like insert myself into the conversation. And I was like, "Eh." And because uh, I was about ready to be like, oh, so you have you all been on the gondola Palisades? Like I was just going to and they were just I could not get a word in edgewise at all. But what a great thing that that we have that like a corporation took a step to eliminate a name that was wholly offensive to indigenous people and to women. And yes, were there people who still act like that name change was like somebody like, you know, ran over their dog. Yeah. They acted like it was that personal, but it's really, that was good to see. And and for all the ways that like nothing has changed, Mm -hmm. it's nice to be able to think about the few things that have. Well, and I think, I mean, I have a couple, I have several stories of me interacting on the lifts, um, some not so friendly, um, and one recently that I actually think you'd really appreciate, and maybe our listeners would as well. So I have a, I'm in the, I'm in the Funatel and a skier, you know, old, maybe older than myself, looked like they just had themselves a great ski day, asked me about the, the base to base gondola. And I was like, you know what, I kind of think it's maybe a little gimmicky. Maybe it's a PR thing. I, I'm not opposed to it. Good for them. Connect the mountains. That's great. And he throws out the S word. And I was like, hey, just so you know, like the, com- the community vibe, we're, we're changing that. We're not, we're not using that. And he was very, I'm, I'm not sure if he was effing with me, but he was like, yeah, I don't really know why. And I was like, well, imagine it, you know, it's really derogatory towards women, towards indigenous women. Imagine it, you know, hearing like fucking whore every time you say it. And he's like, well, that might help. He's like, but what is a fucking whore? Like a prostitute? And I was like, no, sex work is work. So there's nothing wrong with being a prostitute. <laughs> he's like, I was not planning on having this conversation. We're in the food hotel. There's nowhere to go. And he was like, so what do you mean? Like someone who's promiscuous? And I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with promiscuity. Like there's nothing wrong with a woman being sexually promiscuous. That's not what I'm saying. I'm like, if you were to call someone a fucking whore, it would kind of be rude, right? You would be like offending them. That's not how you would talk to someone. And he's like, well, what is a whore? I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's our conversation. I'm trying to help give you something to plant in your brain. He was being a dick. Well, it was interesting. So there's two other people in the food hotel, and you can't see me right now, but but Jen, you can. <laughs> Wide eye, they were like, <laughs> and I'm just like trying to have this back and forth. Everything this guy's throwing at me, I'm like, actually, that's not what I'm saying. Like, like sell your body for sex. Like, be 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 sexual. That's not the point. Just fucking say palisades. It is not a secret that this is a this is an evolution and momentum of change, and we're embracing it here in this valley. We finally get into like the Funatel building and the two humans that are just like kind of glued. They were like, you go ahead. You, you can go. <laughs> and the guy's, the guy's like, I think I was just educated. He's like, I need to look this up. I was like, you do all the research. You do all the reading, all the yeah. work you want. One thing go I will say that I appreciate yeah. is that's where I'm like, please take some ownership over your own fucking knowledge and your own uh, own situation. Um, Some of the interactions I've had have not been as positive, which I think could go back to that sense of, you know, a year looking at 2022. I feel like there's there's some things we can celebrate. And then there's things that bring some pretty aggressive and and negative things um, to the table. And so I'm just trying to keep it 
amicable and and friendly and then i'm just answering people's questions when they have them because i've got answers yeah it's good it's good to have the answers that people don't expect you know like that's really that's a very very good thing to be able to do i'm trying to think like your your story right now just made me think about like were there scenarios in 2022 where like holy pissed people like strangers i don't know if i had any Did I have any with strangers? Unless you had a year of like, again, it's your meditation, Jen. I was thinking about our our initial meeting and I was like 2022, which I might not have thought of the date. I might've just been like the year. And I was like, meditate, meditate, meditate. I meditate. I do a lot of yoga. I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me, okay. Here's something. Now I, okay. I've had to articulate this recently and I'm currently preparing to have a conversation with a lover when the spicy full moon is over because I know if Mm -hmm. I have it during spicy full moon I'm gonna say things that hurt his feelings because we all know that men are way more sensitive than they say they are I like really so in coming back into life right like in doing all this traveling and getting to you know see friends do all this really like 2022 for me was really it's a really fun, it was a really fun year. Like I haven't had a fun year in a really, really long time, even pre-COVID because pre-COVID was all about like screaming into my pillow about running a business. So I haven't had like a fun year in a long time, but what I realized this year, I've thought a lot about it and this is probably like through the meditation and all the various things. I just love spending time alone. I like, I am outstanding company. I am incredible fucking company. Even when I'm like, even if I'm just here all by myself, like I love being alone and I don't require the company of other human beings to be happy. And that is uh, very, very liberating. Uh, And I've come to like, I'm really in this like sweet spot with it where I'm so happy being alone. So happy. So this relates to after the spicy moon, a lover needs to understand this because I'm thinking that this is (laughs) one of my things for the year in review had to do with boundaries. And it's like my new, um, it shouldn't be a new thing because it's been around for a bit, but I've had such a, talk about liberating. I have had such a solid year professionally and as a mom and as a partner and just as a human embracing the sense of saying no and then saying yes I'm like I like to say yes a lot but what a fucking power it's been to set certain boundaries around things that I'm like no there's there's just there's someone else who can do it or actually I've done enough and what does it look like to set aside that time for myself because then I actually show up way better for everybody and so I feel like this oh yeah I'm alone setting up a little bit of a, someone might need to hear or set a little boundary that they they might want your company, but it's okay that you can tell them that they're, you're not getting their company right now. Well, it's a little bit, so they keep me at arm's length because they're afraid if we spend more time together that we're going to develop very serious feelings about each other, even though this person, every time I see them tells me that they love me. So I'm like, you probably should have not said that. Like, you've been saying this to me for like eight months that you love me. So maybe look inside around your feelings of angst of serious relationship. 
So what I have to explain, which is very funny to me, what I have to explain to this person is the reason why I would like to see you a little more is not because I am trying to be your partner. It's legitimately just because I want to fuck more. Like I literally want to fuck more. I do not have the patience, the bandwidth, the interest to like go out and look for people to fuck. I trust this person. They're very handsome. They're very kind. They're very good. At, like that, like, that, you know, it's not, I'm not sacrificing. I'm not like, you know, like this is really good. So I want to next level my sexual experiences. And I'm not able to do that with this person. If we only see each other like two hours a month, because at this point it feels a little bit routine. This is the part that's going to be spicy. I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, so I see you and you eat my pussy and then I suck your dick and then we fuck and then we like have a little pillow talk and then I go home. I've had a lot of really good, I had some like really good sex in 2022, like a lot, a lot. I had like a little bit of bad sex. We ended that. We don't do that with that person anymore. (laughs) Young, like young people, I've just was like, maybe this is the reason why I should not have do not have sex with people who are almost 20 years younger than you because they just literally cannot fucking keep up. But, um, so yeah, so the, like I have the conversation that I have to have is I want to spend just a a small bit amount, a, a small bit more amount of time with you so that we can have like more next level sex. Cause you need like a little bit more time. Like you can't like have a session in like two hours. Like I want to like have full on sessions And so I need more time and that's it. And I think that this person is not going to expect to hear that from me. I think that they're used to hearing from women, how much women want to be with this person. And so I'm kind of like, yeah, I a hundred percent do not want to be your girlfriend, nor do I want you Mm -hmm. to be my boyfriend. I just want to have a lot of sex. And the other thing that's like really good about this person is that because is that we both get to have our own lives. Like I know about other people who he's with. He knows about people who I, whom I'm with. He's bisexual. He doesn't have any problem who like, so it's like very freeing and very good, very, very good for me. But yeah, I guess like in closing out 2022 and thinking about 2023, I'm going to have even more next level sex in 2023 because I'm going to say what it is that I need in a sexual Mm -hmm. relationship. And I'm not going to feel bad about this person thinking that I want something different. And I think the conversation's going to go well. I'm not like overly concerned about it. I just have to wait till after the spicy moon because if I do it now, they're just going to like when I say like, yeah, it's getting a little routine. That's probably going to hurt. Their I have to find some new words around that. What a concept. I like being alone. I like, I like, I love the fact that I wake up in my bed every morning by myself. I love that I sleep through the night. I love that I wake up every morning and I get to make coffee and I have my own time. I love that. Like, I feel like one of the things that I learned, you know, cause this year we opened a retail store for coalition, which is like probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Cause it was literally fucking, you know, drywall and concrete with no electricity, no lights, no nothing, Put the whole thing to, did it, opened it. It was very hard 
I like kept my shit together. And I think the reason why I kept my shit together is because I had ample time to recover, right? Like I could come home after work or like walk away from the computer and I was by myself. There was no one to take anything out on. There was Mm -hmm. no one needing anything of, of me. I could like fully care for myself. I could run a bath. I could chat with a friend. I could cook some food. I could do all those things. And I could like go to sleep and rest. I could wake up when I needed to wake. Like I got like being single gives you incredible opportunity for rest. It gives you incredible opportunity to like rejuvenate and like focus on the things that you need for yourself. I don't need to be annoyed with anyone. No one's taking up my time. Uh, And it's like, I think that that's probably why I don't want to be in serious relationship with anybody is like, I'm probably the happiest I've ever been in a really long time. And I'm really good to people and people are good to me because my relationships are super positive because I'm not taking anything out on anyone. I'm not like angry about things. I'm not feeling burdened by anyone. So it's really great. So don't worry, Mr. Sexy Time. I'm I'm not coming for you. I mean, I'm coming for your D, but that's different. Also, I think you're fine with that. And has people often reflecting on, we've done this before, not so much with setting, um, oh, what are they called? Resolutions, but setting the idea of reflections or, or intentions. It's just like that time of year, you can't get away from it, right? It's all around us and thinking back how you use your time, how your time's coming forward. And I hope a takeaway, which I appreciate that you just offered that, is this idea that the sense of how good we are to ourselves allows us to be better for others. And then also mm-hmm. not necessarily falling into in any relationship that there has to be this expectation of what it should look like. Like the idea yeah. of saying, oh, if you were to tell me that you had a boyfriend, I'd be like, what? Again, it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that that is so it's just so not modern maybe, or so not the sense of like what that looks like. And, you know, have a boyfriend, right. Be in a partnership of whatever I've been married. We just had a 20 year anniversary. Um, Jesus so I think Christ. that sense of, I know we were like reflecting on it. We were it's like, amazing. We're together. We're amazing. I'm definitely a lucky, lucky human and found a yeah. match. Um, in my world, again, bringing all kinds of, of good things to the table all yeah. day, every day. Don't we don't necessarily, I think what you end up doing though, some of the things you were speaking to of like creating space for one another becomes really easy to do when you've sort of, I don't want to say we've like grown up together. Cause that sounds kind of gross. Cause we're partners and not family, but we kind of are like where we've cohabitated, where we've moved, um, building a family together. And then also stepping back. Like I can, I can share, you know, this, this morning it was a little hectic, right? I'm, I'm coming back from bringing um, Micah to school. Brennan's coming back from a morning ski. You know, he's probably up at five in the morning. As the cars are coming in, he parked a little like he was not paying attention. So I like couldn't get the van in. He comes out, like moves the car. I'm on the phone with his mom who we're unfortunately losing. She's very sick. Um, And we go in the house and we're like on speakerphone, like literally like exploding to start our day. And it's like the piece of setting all those things in motion to then him out the door to me set up for school is like that sense of like connection and like, like, I love you. And like, I see you and like, your work is important. My work's important. And all of that energy, we've just had this, this magical way of kind of keeping it swirling around and bouncing off one another and just seeing 
like, I don't know. It has just been this really fluid dance. And so I, you know, if that's, if that's what you find, I wish that for you. And if it's not, then I wish, you know, all the sexy moons and all the sexy times for all the things. But yeah, we have a, yeah. 20 year anniversary in 2022. That's a big thing, Jillian. That's so big. That's so amazing. We did good. We replaced our hot tub. That was our big treat, treat to each other. Very okay. Money cool. I'm coming. I'm coming over. I'm coming we over. Are like a little, I mean, I literally did like a powder ski at the water water tower today, and it was glorious because um, mm-hmm. the day was just so busy. But the snow is is quite exceptional right now. So I will say for that, great start to our. 2022-2023 ski and riding season. Definitely sketchy snowpack out there, but other than that, we are looking at just tremendous systems coming in, good for water table, good for drought situation and, and all that good stuff. Because I will say there are some things, I mean, year in review is definitely some some highs and lows up and around the world um, in what we've seen for bringing people to the table. Katanji Brown being nominated to the Supreme Court and then the Supreme Court kind of fucking everything over with Roe and then Roe being overturned, catalyzing and, and kind of momentum, br- kind of bringing this political momentum back into election season and people really rallying around this sense of, of what does access and rights look like. So I do feel like there's some there is some of that momentum kind of out in the societal swirl that is, I don't want to say like electrifying is not the right word, but it's like there's, there's momentum, even though there's some shitty ass, weird ass shit that people still do and say, I don't think that'll ever go away, but I do feel like we've had some strong, memorable moments in 2022. I mean, I feel like I definitely think that like, I gotta, yeah. No, no, no. I'm thinking because it's like, I definitely, I feel like one of the really, it was really impressive after Roe v. Wade was overturned to see states like Kansas codify abortion rights into their state constitution. Like that was really significant, like things that we didn't think that we were going to see to see that the Republicans didn't take control of um, House and Senate in the way that they thought. I think that that really is a reflection on American society and people really wanting to sort of like temper extremes. I personally wish that we could move more to a progressive agenda, but I also, Mm. I don't get everything I want. Doesn't mean I'm not going to keep talking about it and fighting for it, but also like, I feel I'm like, you know, like, thank you, Kansas. Like that was a, a pretty big win. I was sort of contemplating, like we're living in this really interesting time. I'm sure we're always are, right? We, we always are living in an interesting, like, is there ever a time that isn't? But um, one of the things that I feel like I've talked a lot about this year and that ha- has really sort of struck me though, is how in 2020 and even into 2021, there was this like major emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? Like there mm-hmm. was this, this corporate mandate of like the need for DEI. And there was sort of like, there was this intensity around, we must be better. We must do better. We, we must move beyond performative acknowledgements and, and, and ha- like really get into this direct action. I feel like 2022 for me was a time to say we lost that. And people, white people, it's white people forgot and or feel like they've done enough and or have changed their minds and or are tired um, and or are racist and or are sexist. And, like, I don't know. I can't, you know, say what everyone is, but like, we lost a lot of that momentum around wanting to have big grand change. I just think about like, I always look at the outdoor industry, like that's sort of, you know, I, I literally exist like in a snow globe, right? Like 
So I'm like looking at like snow sports and the outdoor industry and the conversations aren't there the way that they used to be. While certainly I would say like you look at the imagery of who's in the outdoors, that's just imagery like on Instagram or websites. I'm not seeing like really significant change in like the larger corporations or corporations that can really sort of move the needle on things. With that said, I have seen there's a lot more women-founded brands, women of color brands in the outdoor industry who are up and coming. Shout out to Raquel, my bestie from Alpine Parrot. You know, talk to Martha from Ikitake today. Like all these really great brands that I don't think that they would have been successful five years ago. And they're successful now because not because anyone's throwing them a bone, no one's doing them a favor. Like they've put in the hard work and they've identified like a really strong market and they have really good products. It's that they're not considered fringe anymore. Like it's not, although they are very small representation of business owners and people in the industry, people aren't looking at them as like, what are you doing? Why are you here? Like there is more of this embrace. And I feel like, when I first started Coalition, like you've been there since the very beginning. You've been at the trade shows, Jillian. You've seen the mm-hmm. fucking shit we've had to deal with. That would never happen anymore. No one would mm-hmm. ever treat us like that anymore. It used to be okay. So mm-hmm. now maybe maybe people are just keeping their sentiments to themselves or behind closed doors. And but I, I don't know, but it's it's been really cool to see these new brands emerging. It's, you know, Outdoor Afro has their collab with REI. Holy shit. Like that's huge room map bow down. Oh my God. Like that's fucking mad. Like there's these like really big things that have happened that I think are just incredible. But I think I do feel like a lot of the conversations that we started to have a few years ago and the imperative around these issues has lost some steam. And that's just like my perception of what I've seen in snow sports and seen in the outdoor industry, particularly in in the last year, like everyone got to go back to life. So they didn't have to focus so much on those things. And people got tired of thinking about the things that made them feel bad about themselves. And that's a shame because when you like are that for self-reflective, like being self-aware and like, that's how you figure out every day, how you show up to do something better, you know? You know, it's interesting. My my snow globe is kind of more like a school globe, right? And I can think of a lot of what you just shared in, in relationship to, to education, which I'm like deeply entrenched in. And I think our our work and a lot of the, the field's work has been around culturally responsive teaching, reaction to teachers' strikes and, and unionizing around fair wages and lower class sizes and, and treating teachers like humans that are on the front lines and, and educating our young people. And then also this sense of social-emotional learning. And that was a huge conversation with kids in distance learning and in situations related to, to mental health and mental health challenges and concerns. And what I've seen is kind of similar is that it was such a, a, a mandate, if you will, right? Like, are we, are we checking this off? Are we, are mm-hmm. we filling out this form? Did we do this? Ticking part? the boxes, yeah. ticking the boxes. Absolutely. And then what I've seen in certain instances is like, you know, when you have states that are standing up against 
you know, teaching critical race theory, right? And they're saying that mm -hmm. you can't do that. Or you have states that are saying you're not allowed to say gay in the classroom. And then in reaction to that, you have schools that are like pulling out from publishing companies and you have teachers mm -hmm. that are rallying being like, you don't have control over what we teach. And we say we're humans, right? We're not robots. It's like the idea of showing up with a neutral persona. It's almost, almost impossible. Even if you think that you're going to, you're still part you're still showing up as a person. And so I think in education, it's been a similar thing. I like your language around kind of moving the needle where I feel like there are people that that saturated them and that that momentum to have them self-reflect and look at their own biases and look at that sense of systemic supremacy and that systemic white supremacy that's so entrenched in this dysfunctional system that really hurts students and it hurts all students. It hurts students of color. It hurts students that are socioeconomically disadvantaged. And this is sense of what does it take to shift this this current system to to provide um, social justice education, and so what I feel like happened, and this is really actually a little scary, is like to the point of people like not maybe feeling like they have to talk about it anymore, they don't have to show up for the mandatory training. I don't know that their their transformation happened right, and they unfortunately go to those dear dark, yeah. weird places where they rally online and they they go to those extremist places of. You know, I mean, we saw a little bit of an underbelly of it in our own local community with the school board election. And thankfully, those humans did not get voted to the school board, but a sense of wanting to bring really strong control and really strong conservative politics to Mountain District in respect of not, you know, listening to experts in the field and, and educators that are really about diversity and justice and inclusion. And thankfully, they, again, were, were not voted in. But I think there's an important realization to have that those humans do not go away, right? It's like the current really strong racists and those that uphold those institutions of supremacy they're like the great great grandkids of the Jim Crow era those are the the humans that all of that hate and all of that you know power mongering just got channeled somewhere else so I think that's all on us to constantly be like celebrating the fucking wins and celebrating the evolutions and doing the work but then paying attention to where those little quiet underbellies lie because I'd love to see him fucking all keel over, but that's not happening, right? It's like that sense of, of constant work and constant transformation towards that progressive agenda and more that just agenda. Yeah. Well, let's, right. let's talk about just agenda and politics. We'll keep, I know you all listen and you thought Jillian and I would talk about skiing. You're all like, oh, juicy bits from Coalition Snow. They're going to talk about skiing. Instead, we talk about politics. Let's just acknowledge this is breaking news, everyone. Okay. By the time you're listening to this, it won't be breaking news, but um, Senator Warnock in Georgia just held a seat. So this is fucking huge. I'm so, I'm so happy about this. What is wrong with us? This is amazing. This is huge. So it just came in on the New York Times. Like it just, it just beeped on my phone. Like, wow. Okay. This is like, yay for him. What a, what a fucking intelligent, incredible man. So happy that he won. And what that means for the state of Georgia, what that means for the Senate, that's absolutely incredible. Another thing that I will, another good thing that happened this year is that the book, White Women, Everything You Already Know About Your Own Racism and How to Do Better. This book is by Regina Jackson and Syra Rao. I've had the pleasure of working with Syra in the past. This book came out. It made it to the New York Times bestsellers list. It is an incredible book. My recommendation is to get it on an audiobook because every time Regina tells a ridiculous story about white women, she kind of like giggle, like she like has this like little bit of a giggle. 
And that cracks me up even more because you can tell she's like this ridiculous fucking shit, but she doesn't say that. She just has this like little bit of a laugh. But this book, again, white women, everything you already know about your own racism and how to do better. That came out this year. New York Times bestseller. Super pumped for them. Hard topics as white women to listen to. So thank you for making us listen to those things and reflect upon them. In fact, I'm going to keep going with more good things that happened in 2022. I started writing a book, legitimately writing a book, and I get to be in writing group with Myrna Valerio and sometimes Rebecca Rush, which is like, I don't even know how I got invited to that shit, but I get to do that. And the last chapter that I've been working on right now is around our exceptionalism, like white exceptionalism, particularly within mountain communities and how we think that we are better than everybody else because of what we're able to endure in the mountains, which is actually just an extension of like that, you know, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and the rugged individual and like, you know, colonizer mentality and white supremacy. And that's been like a really interesting chapter for me to work on, particularly in just reflecting on the mentality and sentiments that I have held myself for a very long time of someone who lived in mountain community. So I really appreciate being able to listen to that book and reflect on the dumb fucking shit that I do that I need to not do anymore Mm -hmm. and be able to like really think about, you know, like the role that I've played in all of this and how, you know, I can kind of speak to this in talking about, you know, like the outdoors a little bit more. So anywho, I'm in a writing group. I'm working on a book. Yay for 2022. The book will not get done even in 2023. So we're going to have to like revisit this years down, down the road. Right. But yes, that Maybe book is get a little excerpt or a preview. Well, I will say when I was thinking about it just in the year, so you know, I love Reese Witherspoon's book club that I follow on Instagram. And part of my self-care is reading. And part of that is her monthly book. And I will say that in a year in review, I nailed every one. And Whoa. month, absolutely. I kind of had to stop buying them all, but I was buying them and then passing them on, which I felt good about. Good. And now I was yeah. like, oh, I can get them from the library or I have them on Audible, which is good. But I also think it's that piece of a little bit of self-care, a little bit, again, it's all supporting women writers and then supporting literally a range of authors in respect to topics that relate to society. They take place all over the globe. And I was like, reading is fucking self-care. Like going back to that sense of boundaries where I was like, I don't really need that much. I'm kind of low maintenance in my opinion. Others might disagree, but the sense of a really good book, um, that sense of a little, you know, it's not really necessarily like an escape. It's just this little, this little way of tapping into something else. And then also again, fucking books. I'm like, yes, please keep writing them. I want to keep reading them. I want that idea of sharing and telling of stories is so fucking strong. And it just kind of reminds me of that. So big win for me. I've kept my book club vision. I'm actually waiting for the December book to drop right now. Not like right this second, but in the next. It should have happened this morning. Come on, Reese, waiting. Um, Because yeah, it's just, again, it's that self-care, it's that boundaries, and then it's also tapping into these other worlds. And, you know, the work work of self-reflection and and self-work is fucking power in respect to interacting, I think, in a a larger sense and in a greater sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Jen, we might have not delivered a juicy bit tonight, but let's keep going. I'm with you. I know. We're still here. Have you watched White Lotus yet? No, I haven't, but I should. It sounds like I need to. I need to. Yeah, because that's going on the list of good fucking things that happened in 2022 is that we got White Lotus. Okay. This is a big deal. I am obsessed. Yes. 
it's it's an outstanding program. You never even want to skip the intro. It's so good. So thank you, White Lotus, for that, for just the entertainment. It's fantastic. What other good things happened this year? Ski trips, Regina and Cyrus book, Time Alone. I just downloaded it on Audible. I can't wait. Good sex. Mm-hmm. Yes, wait a good open sex. The store. Open the store. That was big. Oh, we launched the trip. Like, I fucking, we launched trip. Like, I took... 15 people cycling across Kenya and we all had an outstanding time. That was no big deal. Also so excited to do that trip again next Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. I just like really fucking got back into things. Like Mm -hmm. things were so hard with the business before COVID then COVID hit and I had to spend all this fucking time alone and really focus and like really just be comfortable with a lot of things and now here we are and like, I feel like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to be back out there. I'm ready to do big things. I'm ready to do like hard things professionally. Like I did it. We did it. The coalition team did it. I want to touch on the successes of coalition, not just in the, you know, next year coming into sustaining the business through all of this and then the launching of the store and launching of far out. Cause you do remember you and I, after a very fun um, powder day at Alpine, sitting and doing some crowdsourcing on the vending machine, the panty vending machine. That has come up again recently. It came up for me recently for a reason I might not want to disclose where I was like, okay, I did not take a potty break all day and I'm on my cycle and now it's 5.30, but I had an epic day. I wonder how much these panties would go for. That's right. So, okay, we should back up for people. Aren't you glad you listened to the end? Because they're like, you the juiciness. Juiciness is at the end of the episode. Okay, last spring, probably March, Jillian and I shred the shit out of Alpine Meadows. We're the greatest time. We go down to the crest. We're having a little lunch, a little beer. We're talking about, like, what's the next thing we're going to do for Coalition? At the time, we were, like, looking at retail spaces. But, we're like, there was, like, things were, like, very much up in the air. And we are like... Maybe we should do panty vending machines where you ski in your panties all day long and then we sell them either in a vending machine or like OnlyFans or something. And I was like, I bet there's a fucking market for this. I bet there are people who would spend real fucking money on panties that have been skied in all day long. So we have like, we're brainstorming this whole thing on the lifts and we like go to the crest and we actually run it by human beings in the Crest Cafe. And at first, like the look, like it was like head tilt and like kind of like, I'm not really. And like I got through the pitch and they were like, yeah, no, I'm not against it. Okay. Not like, I think it was like, we're not against it. And I was like, that's, that's something. And then I did actually look into the cost of vending machines, which you could get a really nice big vending machine for only like $3,000. It wasn't like wildly expensive. And then I talked to people and I was like, would you send in your panties? You just ski in them. Then we'll like package them up nicely. But then the, like really where, really where things got tough and I stopped working on it was like, where would you put the vending machine? And really wouldn't you need to have this be online so that you could reach more people, which then the idea was like, we probably need like an OnlyFans account. But that was um, that was a business idea started in 2022 that is yet to reach 
fruition, but still might, who knows what's going to happen in 2023. Well, I'm going to applaud the um, opening of the retail retail concept store, which I know I owe you a trip to Reno, but thankfully we've had, we just had weather. Um, It's just not in the cards. If I, if I don't have to leave the West shore, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy in that, but maybe, you know, it's just, it's just out there in the universe. Um, if someone else picks it up and contacts us and gives you a, you know, the big referral fee, and then we have a place to send those panties. But I just had a really, I was, then I was almost peeing myself because I was laughing so fucking hard at the scene I had created for myself and then reminiscing on this panty vending machine. So yes, you're welcome. And thank you for listening and making it, making it to this point in the episode so you this is like the year in review episode that you never thought you'd want to listen to. Maybe at the end, you're like, I wish I didn't. I don't even know if Jillian and I knew what we were getting into because, no. you know, it is December 6th. We're recording this so that we can have it release at the end of the year because yes. it's literally going to take us like three weeks to get this done to be able to put the episode out. So it's like, we're still in like, holiday hangover retail hell not even like fully like i haven't fully reflected on on the year but this was certainly a good start to think about think about the year and then we should do jillian for our next episode Mm -hmm. we should do our intention setting and the the things we want for 2023 Yes, we could do that. And that would be a really great thing. So for all of you who are still listening to the two of you, to the <laughs> 1.5 of you who are, because one's definitely listening, the 0.5, you just forgot to hit pause. You're off doing something else. For the 1.5 of you who are still listening, you should email us and tell us what are the things that like you're really looking forward to for 2023 or like the big lessons you learned in 2022 that you're going to apply. Like you should email us so that we can chat about it and we can put it on an episode. We won't use your name unless you want us to. And um, that would be really great to hear from all of you here, like what you kind of went through in 2022 and and what, what you're hoping for 2023. That would be good. Um, and I'm kind of still mm. hoping for that roaring 20s, like fashion moment comeback. I bought like a really sexy, spicy, fun shirt for New Year's, which I'm like, oh, I always sort of do that. So I'm still kind of hoping that that um, an early manifestation of you and one of our reflections on what the fuck is this all going to mean. I'm still hoping that that comes through. Jillian, you and I just need to go out because I have a super fucking hot black halter dress and I've got purple clogs. Remember the purple high heel? Like I'm ready to go out. Okay. Let's just go out and create that moment for ourselves. Maybe we do that. It's a date. I would love to. It's a date. We'll look oh my God. So- I bet you we get some good material out of it too. A hundred percent. It'll be great. Okay. We're doing that. Okay. Get, get, get ready for us to talk about that. Friends, thanks so much for sticking with us here for nearly an hour. In case you missed the memo, Juicy Bits is just about Jen and Jillian myself yes. and Jillian being able to catch up and talk about life. And we do it under the guise of a podcast and we're still doing it and you're still here. Thank you everyone. Happy new year. Uh, we will chat with you in January. Bye.